0: I guess, I, I, guess no, I, should,
1: I should go ahead and, and say that this is episode 16 of uh, No Data Available and there's me and there's Tash and Joe and Christine is here as well. And our special guest today is Karen Weeks, who's the lead editor at BioWare Edmonton. Um, and we were just talking about how, you know, you guys, just no big deal. You guys won like game of the year, whatever. Yeah. That biggie. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of feels like a big deal.
2: <laughs> no, it's, it, it's, it's really, really exciting. And, um, and, and just, you know, I mean, humbling. Cause it's sort of hard to envision even as, you know, I mean, cause this game was four years in production. I worked on it for three of those four years and it was you know a lot of work, and there was a lot of new stuff we put in it and doing it on a new new tool set using the frostbite engines. Mm. Um, and it was it was there were some kind of big challenges that were we were tackling this time, And you know we did have to push it out a couple of times, but it it felt like we were kind of able to get get it done how we need to. but you know, you never really sure tell it you know, is out there and people are playing it and we start getting feedback. So it's 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 really cool and kind of exciting. And now we're all thinking about the stuff we want to do next time and do better and things to fix and add on and whatever.
1: But um Are you have got yeah, this stuff heat. ready well not ready, but uh in the works to add on here in the coming well, for, whatever. Yeah, multiplayer for sure.
2: We're gonna be adding um quite a few things too that a bunch of of free updates coming on that. And, um, you know, right now people are kind of on, on vacation and recovering and things like that. And yeah. Sort of going, Oh my gosh, holidays for which we need to buy things for people are coming up. So, so probably once, once we get rolling next year, we'll sort of be,
1: be heads down on
2: perhaps some other things, but. So you
1: guys kind of had to come into the real world at, at some point and just say, Oh, it's always, Oh, I don't actually right, live in Thedas. It is always, yes. <laughs> It is It is often a bit of
2: re-entry, um, you know, because a lot of people are taking vacation. And, and I've talked to a couple of people who was like, so you're home. How's it going? It's like, I'm not doing anything. And I really had to work hard at remembering how not to do anything. So, <laughs> um, you know, and, and some some chores and housekeeping and stuff that has not been, been getting done in the past little while. So,
3: Well, I mean, I have to say, having played through Dragon Age Origins, moving on to Dragon Age 2 and then Dragon Age Inquisition, dragon age inquisition looks absolutely gorgeous i mean the the environments that you've got look absolutely spectacular i love them and i think from my perspective after playing through the first the second and the third dragon age origins came out it was very well received people loved it it was sort of a return to your rpg genre um right. that that hadn't you know that Baldur's gate sort of sort of stoked that fire and then it was kind of idle and it was dormant for a little bit and then dragon age came along and everybody loved it dragon age 2 came along and Dragon Age 2 had some great things to it, but it wasn't the Dragon Age Origins. It it wasn't as fantastic as Dragon Age Origins. But then having said that, Dragon Age Inquisition came out, and I have to say it's, it's... the best game that i've ever played i love it it's my favorite oh game my gosh i, I that's just amazing it,
0: thank you i
3: love mass effect you know and you know how much i love mass effect but for me dragon I age inquisition
1: that was that's a pretty big yeah. yeah, it's a big thing
0: that's game. a pretty big deal it
3: is um, like for me dragon age inquisition you took everything that was fantastic about dragon age origins you took everything that was fantastic about dragon age 2 and you combined them together to create a game that is just something more than just a game and something that i think is its own story and its own experience and i just love it so that's me saying thank you very much
2: (laughs) thank you very much and i am in fact (laughs) blushing right now listening to you saying all those nice things but you know it, it it's neat because that is exactly what we tried to do you know we 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 are making the game for you and and people who play it so we're trying to make a game that you will enjoy so we did really take some time, and by we, I mean a lot of my bosses, but you know,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: BioWare and the Dragon Age team specifically um, really tried to listen to feedback and what people liked and didn't like. And and people were, you know, I, I'm not even saying they're rolling my eyes, but people were very helpful at telling us what they liked and what they didn't like and what they wanted more of. And, um, and so it was neat to kind of have a chance to do some of that. Then we're, um, you know, because we're part of, of EA now, and one of the cool things about that is, is we have G and publishing and, and things that we didn't have before when we when we were in independent studios. So um, the chance to use uh, DICE's Frostbite engine was amazing. And so those graphics and, and the beauty of yeah. it is a lot of that is due to moving on to the new engine and, and learning how that works. And, you know, I do the words, so I'm not as involved in the, the art side. But, I mean, we did exactly the same thing when we things started getting to a place where we could play it we were all just blown away you know sitting there watching the grass wave back and forth and <laughs> and uh, little dust motes in the light, and trees waving and you know it was it was it was amazing and so i think i got the impression that that was a really uh wonderful sandbox for the art team to get to play and you know they had new tools and and new things that they could do um new and all that facial animation and and um our, our our cinematic team uh, and and character design team, no, sorry, as our our character artists and character design team put together a face morph system to help people you know, really be able to create some unique facial characteristics, and and all of that plays in, you know, when someone smiles, and even if they're not saying anything, at least for me, I kind of want to smile back, you know, yeah. and and just um, the real the amount of realism was really exciting to be able to work with,
1: so. Um, yeah I'm glad in your opinion that it's at least sort of worked, so thank you, yeah, it's incredibly beautiful, and I'm playing it on the three sixty um and it's even gorgeous there. There's certainly some graphic things that I'm sure would look much better yeah. on uh the newer <laughs> on the newer consoles but but the thing that there I've noticed is it's huge I'm yes. overwhelmed <laughs> by how huge it was I actually. I had to like take a break the other day because I suddenly unlocked so many new areas that I was like, I, I don't, I-, I don't know where I'm gonna go. <laughs>
4: what I'm gonna do. How about when you're looking at the quest map and you think you've done everything, and then you zoom out and you see like another marker, like way the heck away, <laughs> like in the, in the black, like I had no idea that map even went over there. Like there's this is whole other area. Timeout. I can zoom it's out. It's mind blowing. Can, yes. Can, oh no. Out, and I, I guarantee you, there will be more stuff where you didn't even know, like, that the map went there. This is terrible news. It's that big.
1: Yes. I haven't yeah. spent any zoom time out, with Jen. my husband. <laughs> that, In the last
2: That is the thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing about that, and I've actually had a couple people on Twitter kind of legitimately upset that it's so big and feeling so overwhelmed by it, and that's not an issue I've ever talked to people about before.
0: So it's, kind of,
2: it's interesting, you know, and we did try and work on those uh, levels. So, you know, you could come back to them, like the hinterlands, particularly their mm-hmm. stuff. In fact, just the other night, I got wiped out by some stuff that came out of a, a fade rift that just laid us out in about 15 seconds. So mm-hmm. There are, you know, it, it is hopefully designed that you can come back to it and, and explore some new stuff. And so there will be new things and there's some more stuff that's actually encounters that are actually easier because you've leveled up a bit. So you don't have to do it all at once.
1: <laughs> I should probably say to anyone listening that there may be spoilers on this. Yeah. Um, we may get a little bit is of that, not? so I mean, so
3: hopefully there won't be too many though okay. because I, I sadly enough i've I've put in over fifty hours for the game so far, and I only just got up to the western approach because I have okay. been doing yeah, yeah, yeah. I have okay, been yes. doing so all how the cyclists
2: everybody so I don't screw up <laughs> <laughs> you guys are at western approach, western approach
1: um i is
2: that, I'm just before western the the final
1: I'm just before the final quest, so now I'm going back and making sure that. I'm doing all of the side quests and, and everything and whatever okay. I whatever I can. I've
3: actually finished the game, so oh, you? Okay. <laughs> I'm on my second playthrough. The first oh one was gosh. just sort of a practice run.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's sort of how I'm looking at mine, too. Like, make a decision. Well, yeah. that didn't work out. I'll just uh, think about that for the next
2: time. <laughs> There's not a right. It's just different. But it, it's. it's neat to hear one of the things um about you know having a little insight into how the story is put together um there are some pretty significant things that can and will change depending on on what you do um so it's it's i'm glad you're you're going back and doing at least part of it again because um you know if you if you choose some different things hopefully you'll see a different experience so
3: I was just going to say, it's interesting, even like you, I would assume, talking about large story moments, but I noticed even uh, with the characters themselves, based on the um, the approval that you've got with them, mm-hmm. their their dialogue changes in scene. So, I had mm-hmm. that scene with um, Cassandra and Varric, and, and when Hawk shows up, and uh, she's right. not particularly happy with Varric, and I played mm-hmm. it through when I didn't have as much uh, approval, I think, with either of them, and it, it was very different to uh, the way that it then um, you know, sort of happens uh, when I had... Great Greater approval for both of them so I, I quite like that
2: yeah that was fun to be able to play with and you know with those two characters particularly we knew that that would be a significant thing for them so um yeah patrick weeks my husband who writes there as well uh, <laughs> writes here here there i'm at home so i guess it's there now um not at the office worked on that and day. that was <laughs> not anymore yay <laughs> but um That was, yeah, I mean, that was one of the trickier things to work on, you know, and and the same was true for Mass Effect 3, too, when you're three games into a story and you've got, you know, all this backstory and all these characters and and trying to make sure, you know, accounting for all the possibilities in the previous two games can get rather interesting and, you know, just sort of this group, okay, what are we forgetting? Because we have a lot of it written
1: down. Thinking about the, all of the different possibilities, because then you've got Whatever you're importing from Dragon Age keep, I'm sort of it's, I'm sort of in awe of what you guys do with this sort A of lot things. of stuff. Well,
2: we hope most of it worked. We tried to check that most of it worked you know we usually it, it's hard to get everything, so sometimes miss something, but so far, most of it seems to be going okay so i'm glad I'm glad that's working that's working for you. that's awesome.
4: The Keep must have helped though, like instead of having to do imports from you know consoles and PCs mm-hmm. and save games and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I thought The Keep was such a great idea because it was all right there and everyone's import would be the same, their choices would be different, but it's all one, it's all coming from the same place. I'm hearing a, far fewer complaints of, oh this character didn't remember me or this choice didn't affect this or this choice was wrong. Uh, yeah and it's it's so refreshing to not have to worry about that kind of thing yeah but the experience with at least for me and for what i'm hearing has been just overwhelmingly positive
2: Mm. that's really good to hear yeah um so corey may one of my fellow editors um has has worked on the dragon age franchise for a very long time she was a level designer for a while and then transitioned into editing a couple years ago which is awesome Mm -hmm. um but it's also awesome because she's really good at technical you know she knows all about setting the flags and the and and the game states and stuff like that so she was a tremendous help with with getting some of the back um I was going to say backlog but that's not the right word just getting some of the states set up you know and and remembering things that happened in other games and sort of aligning all that because you know for every one choice you make in the keep that affects some other things that sort of trickles out so um yeah so that was that was challenging but it was really cool to see it start working and it's so pretty too I love the art style that that was used for the the keep tiles and stuff so I I've fun playing around in that separately so I'm I'm really glad to hear that was helpful for you um and, and yeah technically it made it significantly easier to be importing things from a single location so it, it was it was helpful to have that streamlined definitely
3: I think it helps new players as well because if you haven't played the first game and the second game but you still want to have something that's, you know, more than just the base world state, you can go yeah. in and, and choose, oh, yes, I'd like to have done it this way and et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So I think that it made it a good, um, you know, sort of jumping in point for people who weren't as familiar with the lore as the people who have played the first two games.
2: Yeah. And that, that was the hope too, that it would be accessible both for people who knew it really well. And then for, for people who were new to it. Um, one of the things I helped work on was if you go through and you have questions about you're trying to remember what stuff was and there's a you can click on the question mark in the context. Um, it'll give you a little bit more information about it. And trying to condense some of that stuff down into <laughs> like a single <laughs> sentence that would even semi-coherently explain what happened in that plot was a little tricky sometimes. So, yeah, but I, I, I hope it was helpful, and I'm, I'm glad you guys have had good experiences with it. That's awesome.
1: I was very excited because my favorite playthrough that I had, I had a couple on Xbox, but then I, the one that I really loved was on PC, and so when I was getting oh, it for three sixty, okay. I was like, Oh well, you know, I'll just use one of my other saves or whatever. And I totally forgot that it was gonna import all of that. So I got to use my PC game for this one and, and Oh, cool. And that was great. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, that was fun too. I even made one up that was like stuff I had never done and I could just, you know, I knew enough about it I could just test some stuff up and see what happened. So that was that was fun. I was lucky to be able to be doing some testing beforehand so I can I could fake a bunch of stuff, and that was kind of fun. But it was—it was also incredibly helpful in the development process when we were trying to check all of those, um, all the states, you know, make sure the right warden showed up, and 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 the right version of Hawk showed up, and and all those kinds of things. Um, it was really helpful to have the Keep, which was sort of developing along at the same time, to just be able to import that stuff and go. So it was kind of helped us out too.
1: Are you? Playing through now as like a like an actual official playthrough that you're that you're working on. Or... I am. I have my out of the box playthrough, which I'm doing.
2: <laughs> um, although admittedly, I'm having a lot of fun playing multiplayer too, so that's distracting me a bit. So it's going somewhat slowly. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you know, as soon as I found out about the decision that you were going to be able to create Canary characters, I had my two-handed warrior canary woman nice. in mind and so i i saved her for for <laughs> my quote unquote real one um so yeah i had so much fun again that was the other thing that delayed me getting started was playing around in the character creation and she has these fabulous shiny horns and it's just amazing so um so yeah so she's my i'm not testing anything i'm just having fun playthrough.
1: so you're a warrior i'm i'm currently mm-hmm. playing a rogue uh what about you cool. guys? Um, I played through
3: the first time as a rogue, um, dual wielding rogue, and then now I'm playing as a um, Gunari mage. First time I was an elf as well.
2: I want to hear your characters and what, what kind of characters you made and, and who you're <laughs> having fun or not interacting
4: with. I play basically the same character in every Bioware game. <laughs> this is Annika. <laughs> this is Annika, yeah. It's, it, it started in Mass Effect. It went through Dragon Age, Dragon Age 2, Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect 3. You know, she's this uh, redheaded human woman, and she's usually, you know, Paragon, always makes the right choices, a real, you know, do-gooder. Right. And this has never been a problem before, because the characters never run into each other, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. And then,
4: spoiler, spoiler. (laughs) In... Inquisition, Hawk runs into the Inquisitor, and here they are, like, they're mirror images of the other. <laughs> awkward. And it was it was awkward, like, it was...
0: <laughs> that's, <funny. laughs>
4: that's the one drawback of always playing the same character, but...
2: Uh, it's kind of a beautiful drawback, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: a fun situation. Wait a minute. Yep.
3: So wait, so wait, who is, is also Annika? Who is she romancing?
4: Uh, Sarah.
3: Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sarah. The...
1: Best. Sarah is great. Yeah, whoever, whoever wrote all of her dialogue, thumbs up. That was our our, our
2: senior, senior, senior writer, Luke Christensen. He's uh <laughs> I think he's he's now employee number two. He's been here almost eighteen years. <laughs> and uh, I I got the impression from him that he loved doing Sarah because he's written a lot of characters and a lot of dialogue over those 18 years. And Sarah was just so different and, um, you know, bringing her perspective as, as sort of the, the common man, the real people, you know, not all them, whatever words she would use to say highfalutin you know, <laughs> people. And um, she just brought such a cool perspective and her dialogue is insane. You know I mean? I, I didn't in a good way. I didn't edit, her up and Jelena on our, our editing team edited her and it's you know a tricky character because sometimes one of our jobs is to try and make sure statements are clear and you know what you're supposed to do and and with her sometimes she just legitimately made no sense and
0: yes and
2: and Robin Addison just knocked her vo out of the park once she okay. started giggling so much more giggling started going in because she's just <laughs> she's just well, the giggles perfect. Are the best. Oh. right we went through and just like found all the giggles one time cuz in the in the tool set when the vo starts coming back in and we just lined them all up and listened to them and just laughed cuz she's just it's just so perfect so she was wonderful
4: and you sort of have to play her scenes at least twice because the dialogue goes by so quickly. Yeah. And it and it's so unique. Like I just have I have to listen to that again. You know, I have to have to play yes. that scene again. So every yeah. time you talk to Sarah, you have to save right before you talk to Sarah because <laughs> the first time you go through, you're not really going to know what the heck she's saying. You, you know,
2: yeah, so. it's sort of like being hit by a small whirlwind every time.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah nice. when I first
3: so, recruited her. Um, it was probably about three o'clock in the morning and I was really really tired but I was still really (laughs) excited to play this so I got to Sarah and then she kept going on about breaches I'm just like I I don't understand what you're saying
1: (laughs) breaches yeah No. that's kind of the Sarah experience yeah yeah (laughs) amazing yeah her introduction was pretty great and now we're fighting people with no pants that's wonderful. <laughs> How marvelous.
3: I was just going to ask you who you are uh, currently romancing. Oh, well, and who your character is.
1: Well, my human lady uh is a rogue and I I chose the deeper register voice for her because she she seems kind of she seems kind of rough around the edges, I I think. Yeah. But she has a pretty good sense of humor and currently she's all about that beard. She's with Blackwall. So, <laughs> yeah. Excellent. The man Clamid has an excellent beard, <laughs> right? And
0: he's good at the beard woodworking. Beard is
2: kind of. A, <laughs> he's good at woodworking. The beard has kind of become a separate character unto itself. Mm-hmm. Um, love it or hate it, the beard is an entity now. So it's it's been really kind of amazing. So it kind of like Clark's chest hair, a <laughs> bit. I think yeah. And there are arguments between the chest hair and the beard. It it gets a little out of control sometimes. But um, the
1: the chest hair really needs to stop upstaging. Uh, the scene. <laughs> Everything <laughs> else. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. You
2: know, you're, you're running around somewhere you probably haven't gotten to yet, but the very, or in Haven, the various places where it's cold and snowy and still rocking all the chest tower. It's like, I guess it must keep him yeah. warm. I don't know, but. <laughs> and Solis and his bare feet. <laughs> right. And he's bald head. It's like, aren't you cold?
3: I just feel sorry for what he's stepping in because it, it can't be good. You know, some of those places that you journey around, it's like, oh, you're in the desert. Yep. Stuff's going to be hot.
2: Hot sand, yep. and or after you've just exploded <laughs> something and it's just splattered, you just covered yeah. all over the place. Covered in dark spots. licky. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> That's not healthy. Um, I am saying it's
3: not paint at the moment. And um, I'm thinking about romancing Josephine, but I think I'm at least towards Sarah again because she's ridiculous.
1: So you so you, so are you might a, romance her twice. You're a dude or a lady? Uh oh, I'm a lady. We got a lot of ladies here.
0: See, I'm the only want yes. to play a guy.
1: <laughs> I thought about it this time. Well, I,
2: I have to admit I usually play ladies myself. But for the kind of the one of the bigger playthroughs I did at work, um that's closest to my quote unquote actual playthrough, I played a guy so I could romance Dorian because oh my god, yeah. Dorian. Oh my god. So oh,
1: he's the best.
2: He's the great he David Gator great. wrote him and just his snark is just delightful.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love his mustache. That's another one. That's just I, we need to get. I was just going to say Blackwell's beard and Barry's chest hair mm-hmm. and Dorian's mustache in a room mm-hmm. together and just like have him fight it out. It's <laughs> all about the her It's amazing.
3: Well, I, I probably should say my guy. Yes. That, that I play. I, I didn't mean to do it, but I accidentally created someone who looks like Ridge Forrester. From Days of Our Lives.
1: <laughs> it could be worse things.
2: I so he—he's he like a soap looks- star.
1: He's probably attractive, yeah. right?
2: That's
1: so not a bad soaps. thing, right? No. <laughs>
3: He looks like he just stepped off um, the front of a romance cover novel, like a romance novel cover. That's, that's what he looks like. And it's good because I'm romancing Cassandra. Uh, ah. And she clearly, like, you know, she likes, she likes that she's a bit of a romantic at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, I do have to admit that I think with most um, uh, Bioware games, the person that you're romancing ends up being sort of the person that you always have in your party. And then you switch yeah. up your party a little bit depending on where you're going to go and who you haven't had in the party for a while. But mm-hmm. Cassandra's just with me everywhere. So she's fantastic yeah. to have in a party with Sarah and with Vivian. Because mm-hmm. Sarah and Vivian just sort of talk to one another and Cassandra's just on the back like, I can't believe that I'm, I'm here and I have to deal disgusted with this.
1: Disgusted noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, disgusted noise, eye rolling.
3: But yeah. having said that, all of them are fantastic in, in the party banter. So, you yeah. know, you find – Find a group that you love, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm going to stick with this group now." And then you sort of put, you um, change it up a little bit, and you put somebody new in there. You're like, "Hang on, now I'm going to stick with these guys." So.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and you always, I like, um, I like how you've done that. You you should always have, you should, you don't always have to, but uh, have one of every class kind of in your party because I can't yeah. tell you how many times I've come across a thing that, that only a mage can do, and I've just got all my warriors with me. Yeah. Darn it. <laughs> I'll yep. just go back to camp. <laughs> I, I've
2: been subject to that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Far and away, editing banter is my favorite thing to do at my job. When that stuff starts coming in, you know, the editors are just, we are laughing and reading stuff out loud to each other mm-hmm. and getting angry at the writers for making us have all the feels. But, you know, cause that, that is usually written after all the plot stuff, you know, so people are getting, getting a little crunchy and silly and it's fun. And, and it, yeah, it's always just amazing to read that. It's,
3: so, who is your favorite, uh, like your favorite combination? Who do you always like to journey with? Uh,
2: see, again, that's like choosing between my kids. It honestly kind of depends on on my mood, because like like Vivian and Dorian are awesome, but they really don't like each other. So sometimes it actually makes me a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> like, whoa, guys! Um, oh, it's okay, it's okay. We're we're fighting other people, right? Just calm down. It'll be fine. But yeah, Sarah. I mean, everything Sarah says is awesome, and Sarah and Iron Bull together are pretty funny. Iron Bull was with me a lot when I was romancing Dorian because I was doing a Rogue playthrough then, so I took him a lot, along a lot as a warrior. So that was kind of kind of fun. Yeah, his his dialogue is just
1: crazy. his banter is great. So FPJ.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm gonna have to not commit to answering that question definitively because. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I, I don't really have a favorite. I love them all.
4: Talking about characters. Yes. Can I just take a second to point out how many amazing female characters there are in this game? And how it like it wasn't advertised, it wasn't made like a big deal out of it. It's just we have these incredibly powerful influential characters in this game and so many of them are women and this just it's so yeah. cool you know you walk around the war table you've got josephine you got liliana cassandra and if your inquisitor is female this is such a it's such a powerful message you know in in all these these controversial times you know to have these great characters be women and it's and it's not like they're shining a spotlight on it either it's just kind of Casually confident, put out these amazing characters, and just let you know, let the fan base, you know, just fall in love with them and use them as you know e- examples of that, of how to okay. really write a great female character. You know,
2: that is so cool to hear. Thank you so much for saying <laughs> that. That that is neat. And yeah, I, I mean, one of the you know, if there is a a pillar or a foundation that that the writers work with, that it's always you know, we try to have diverse characters. We try to um, represent or allow the opportunity to represent as many different kinds of people as we can, but it's always character first and the gender and what color you are and, and what race you are and, and your sexual orientation. That's all secondary to the character and what that character is trying to do and where that, that character is coming from. And it's kind of cool that that's, has been their philosophy through multiple games. So we had Liliana already there. We had Cassandra already there. Um, what David Gator did with Cassandra's character progression over the course of the game and from DA2, I thought was just amazing
0: because
2: mm-hmm. um, I liked her, but she was never necessarily one of my favorites. And and I got to edit her dialogue, and I just fell in love with her um, just watching the ways that she changed. And, and that's something that the writers and the editors by extension pay a lot of attention to. And so then we get these amazing voice actresses in and it's, it's, yeah, I mean, they're there, they're part of the world and it's nice to not have to make a big deal out of it. You know, it's just who they are and it makes sense that they're there. And, um, that's, I think that's kind of cool so i'm glad you think it's cool too thank you for
4: saying that
1: that's also thank
4: you for for making them
1: yes thank (laughs) you for doing that because it's it really is um a very inclusive you know bioware's games have always been pretty inclusive of everybody and so it's it's kind of neat to play a game where uh you you do tackle stuff like like same-sex relationships into vinter or Mm-hmm. Or that there's like, there's a trans individual hanging around, mm-hmm. you know, it's, a, you know, so it's, yeah. it's definitely like, you notice it and representation, I guess is important. And, um, and I certainly appreciate it. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people do. That's cool. Well, you know, and it's one of those things
2: that it's definitely a value and something that we put a fair amount of money into, you know, cause recording two sets of, of, or in this case, four sets of VO for... <laughs> for player characters is, is not, um, inconsequential financially, but it's something that is very important. And it's, it's, you know, one of the reasons I feel so lucky to work where I work because it's this group of people that that's absolutely the expectation that that's the kind of games we will make. And, um, so the trans character you mentioned, um, his name is Krem. I hope that's not too big a spoiler, Mm -hmm. but, uh, that, Actually, um, the, the Krem's origins came from uh, a PAX that we were at, PAX Prime, I want to say three years ago. I'm getting old. I'm losing track of time. I can't <laughs> remember. Track it's all going to blur.
0: And <laughs> I am
2: Paxes are awesome because I get to go and see actual real life people, not that i don 't work with real life people, but the ones i don 't work with it 's <laughs> awesome, um, but we did uh, at the Bioware base we did an LGBTQ panel, and it was we tried to have it be Maris and set it up, so it was more of a discussion rather than a q and a kind of thing because we wanted to know you know what do you like, what do you dislike, what do you want to see more of, what can we do? to be more inclusive because, you know, we take some steps, but there's always more we can be doing. And, um, this gentleman got up and just after it was a lot of colorful and fun and hilarious and poignant conversations. And, um, this gentleman got up and said, really, honestly, all I would like to see is someone like me in a game. Who's not a monster. And that was just, well, a gut punch for all of us. Right. You know, it's like, okay, this is something that, that can be done, and we went, you know, those of us who are on the panel went to drinks at the bar that night and talked about, okay, how do we do this? How, you know, technically, how do we do this? How do we do it right? And um, and so Patrick was uh, working on, on writing it, and he actually put out, a, there's a blog post that he put out last week, I think, on the BioWare blog that explains a little bit of the backstory about how he wrote it. Um, and one of the things that was so cool as we started talking to other people in the studio, um, character artists and all the people who are needed to create this character, uh, we realized a, how gender-based a lot of just the mechanics of the games are. And, um, but the other thing was that it just never was an issue. No one ever Mm. reacted to it. Anything, you know, any other way than, Oh, that's an interesting problem to solve. How are we going to do this? You know, technically. And, you know, we sort of, when we were talking about it, we were realizing that is something not to take for granted, you know, that that's just, everybody was like, sure, yeah, that's great. How do we do this? And everyone put such care into making this character um, real and believable and someone who hopefully people in the trans community can identify with and feel good about, but that people who aren't in the trans community and for whom, um, you know, meeting and talking to a trans person is not an everyday experience that it's comfortable for them too. And, and, you know, a way they can explore that, um, in a a space that's safe for them. So it's, um, you know, that was the goal. I, 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 there's, there's always things we can do better, but, um, it was, it was cool to be a part of this little step in what hopefully is the right direction. But, oh I also can't omit Jennifer Hale who brought so much to I that, wondered you know, if that was, was her
0: I was amazing <laughs> yep it was so great and
2: she was she was yeah and just the spirit that she brings to everything um she's you know said multiple times how honored she was to be to have this role and mm-hmm. she just always brings her a game but brought her extra a game to this and she's just amazing and yeah. We're so grateful to work with someone as talented and, and awesome as she is. She's the queen of awesome and just the coolest person. I mean, it shines through in her work, obviously, but she's yeah, just an amazing person.
3: So, so Karen, I have, yeah. a, I have a very odd question to ask you.
2: Okay, bring it.
3: I've noticed in my travels through Dragon Age Inquisition yes. that there is quite a focus on cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and I have found massive rinds of cheese in my yeah. travels. You know, in in very interesting. Obviously, something interesting has happened. You know, I saw, I found some guy, a skeleton, who had a bunch of tarot cards or something in front of him, and just this mm-hmm. big, massive rind of cheese next to him. He week. got the cheese mm-hmm. card, uh, the cheese death yeah. card. He did so, uh, but then I noticed something interesting. I was I was doing a little bit of exploration on the western approach, and I went up to one of those little watchtowers. I think it was, and I found obviously people who had had a massive party because there was bottles there, there was sausages, there was a whole bunch of cheese. Uh, but I did notice there were a couple of little statues on top of the on top of the cheese, uh, and they looked familiar to me, and I just wanted to know. Were those statues that were on this cheese in the Western approach? the statues from Isabella's uh, quest line in the Mark of the Assassin DLC, uh, where she comes across three pirates, and they're all they're supposed to be cursed in statues. they looked very similar
2: oh. Holy cow! I'm wow. gonna totally have to ask people about oh my that God. because you are a lot more visually <laughs> acute than I am.
1: <laughs> I didn't that, notice that. That is
2: so. Crazy. I bow like... to you, Mistress of Lore, because <laughs> I am actually gonna have to research that one for you. <laughs> they that just sounds would... like art people having fun, and we do absolutely. You know, I mean, we imported a lot of assets from previous games, and. I honestly can't say how the cheese became a thing, but the cheese is definitely a thing. And I think it's one of those, the cheese means what you need for it to mean <laughs> at any given <different laughs> time in your life because it's, it's you know, we kind of have to do it now. So uh, that is amazing. And I'm going to have to follow up on that and get back to you because oh, wow. I am not sure.
3: Yes, let me know because I saw it on my
2: yeah. Yeah, that's
1: amazing. <laughs> okay. Wow, Tash thinks about these kind of things when she's just the game. Just <laughs> yeah, it's important. I'm just like, what can I loot? I,
0: well, <laughs> <just laughs> admitted, that's what I do too. What
3: What was the favorite thing across the the first the first game, the second game that you were able to include in the third as a kind of a uh, harkening back to fans? Like, here you go. This is this is something for you.
2: Oh, that's a really good question. Um, well, the cheese, obviously. The cheese. One. Well, anytime I think that we can uh, you know, get get back to a storyline. I mean, having Hawk reappear was was cool and it was technically challenging. Just any of of the little notes I'm trying to think. I mean, Hawk was the biggest one. That one was was uh, the most, woo, and that we finally so all got that working because yeah. it Surprise. was...
4: <laughs> yes, I, I had no idea that Hawk was going to be, like, I figured maybe they'd mention her or something, but yeah, I- integrating her into the plot, I was just blown away. Like I was like, this isn't happening. This this is not, <laughs> this was not in my plans, you know, to have That's
2: Hawk cool. well, And it's fun, you know, to think of a way that it makes sense because we... Have yeah. put a lot of effort in ourselves into into what we're doing too, and we we like seeing it come back. So I think, um, you know that one was probably yeah the biggest technical woo, but, uh, you know a lot of the the codex entries will have harkening, you know, mentions of things and other games, and and you know we do think ahead to storylines that you know, the, the Davigator writers specifically and and Mike Laidlaw and Mark Dara and all the people who are you know, kind of looking at the big arcs and the big, the big picture, looking ahead to things that they want to do. Um, but it's fun to say, okay, so like we're going to be in Orle this time. That's, that's a place we want to go and and a new part of the world that we want to explore. And then going back and looking for things, you know, some things have been set up, but then other things just looking for stuff that would make sense and little, little call outs. So I want to say things like the statues i don't know if that's a thing that would have been pulled over because that's 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 an art easter egg i'm aware of some of the the wow. verbal easter eggs that are in there but um but how about schmooples. oh schmooples! Oh, oh i love yeah,
1: that it's like schmooples. that's an excellent excellent reference yes. i think i actually um, like squealed and went to get my <laughs> husband and and then I, I read him the whole note, and he was like, wait, who is Schmoobles again? And I was like, oh, my God. You romanced Liliana. You gave her a nug. Yeah.
3: Well, I, I, I probably have to say that because there's another nug reference in Dragon Age. Inquisition that I don't uh, that I've um, a couple of people have found and Christine told me about it so I went to find it and I think Jen you found it too, Um, but that was probably one of my favourite little little things, Uh, the 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 NUG reference the the larger
0: little at all (laughs) no the
3: larger NUG reference Um, but I also have to say I love Dagner, seeing Dagner again I'm like Dagner's back, oh. A lot that of yeah, so everyone cute.
2: has been like, Dagna. It's like an episode of Cheers. <laughs> Dagna, everyone. <laughs> her reveal and, was and, really you cute. Know, there are these characters. yeah, and she's just adorable. Who doesn't i I, I love Dagna. Um, and so having these characters, you know, places getting to reintroduce them in places where it makes sense for them to be, and it works, and it's fun to see them again. And um, you know, helping them watching them help using them to help move stories forward is is really fun. So yeah, Dagna's awesome. I have to say one of my favorite new characters is uh, Scout Harding. She's just Yes. So cute in her freckles and she's just adorable. She and, is adorable. And
1: um, now can you can to, you uh,
2: Yes, I was out gonna to Callie say Hillis.
1: Callie Hillis. <laughs> I could
2: not, I mean, I knew it was her, but the first time I heard her, I was just like, oh my God, that's amazing. She's so talented. She
3: sounds fantastic, but all of the the voice acting sounds fantastic. And I think one of the things about uh, Inquisition is that it actually feels like you're playing a, a movie and I just loved it that the score in some parts, you know, the score becomes its own character and, you know, I'm exactly. just sitting there watching these cutscenes, scenes and I'm thinking, wow, this is fantastic. This is better than yeah. a movie. Cause I'm making the choices, you know, it's not just this yeah. passive thing happening to me.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. Trevor Morris did the music composition and it's just amazing. The theme is mm-hmm. just particularly, it's just wonderful. Um, and that was another thing we got to do that again is, is a shout out to Luke Christensen. Um, there were, uh, you know, some songs and some music that we actually got to put anywhere. I was joking about making Dragon Age the musical and and uh, someday it will happen. We will get a musical DLC out I, before I die. That would be a thing I would love to see happen. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so getting to do that was I because I sing in my life when I'm not a game designer so I really enjoy the, the music and the actual this the song music and and spoken chants and things like that so that was a really cool thing we got to tie in
4: yeah that musical yeah. number was, was something else
2: <laughs> it was like, pretty
1: fun dragon age yeah, the even the body we'll... yeah dragon age the musical yeah, would there was be, yeah I right would, I would yeah see it. but yeah it was and
2: it. it was amazing how much work went into that I, you know so to get a choir and, and, you know, a group of people and individual actors singing it and get the, the, yeah, it was, it was quite, quite the production. A lot of people, our sound guys just pulled out all the stops on it and they were, they were amazing. Mike Kent and Jeremy Boulat they were amazing, amazing. So that was really fun to get to be a part of.
1: I want to thank you again for jo- for taking time out of your day. I, I know that we would all love to talk to you for like hours and hours and hours, <laughs> and, and pick your brain, But we're we're not gonna do that to you. Um, no, it's
2: it's fun. I mean, I'm I'm so excited. I'm really honored that you asked me to come talk to you. Thank you so much. And it's just is such a pleasure to get to talk to you and hear about you know the things that you liked and and what you've experienced. And I'm so glad and humbled that you guys are having such such fun playing through it.
3: Well, you know, um, because some of us obviously haven't finished the game yet, but we'd absolutely love to have you back on once we'd all finished and probably in a couple of weeks time when we can sort of uh, happily t- talk about spoilers without potentially offending someone that's listening. But <laughs> if that's us. something you would love to do, we would. <laughs> I,
2: would <yes. laughs> I would love to do. And then, and then I will brace myself for the what the hell were you guys thinking questions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I will start my list now. Not that there will be any of those. no, no. I, no, I have zero feelings about this game whatsoever.
3: So. I was going to say, we should do a very quick shout out because uh, I have uh, read Patrick's book um, oh. that, is, that is very uh, closely related to Dragon Age Inquisition, uh, so I suppose we should do a shout out to that because, uh, yes, for anybody who is playing through Dragon Age Inquisition and they want to know a little bit more about uh, Celine or Gaspard or uh, who's your favorite again, Christine? Briella? yeah Briella, that's yeah. one uh, <laughs> they should definitely um, go and pick up a copy of Patrick's book uh, because it, it talks about all of this in depth and it's actually if you read through that book and then you play Dragon Age inquisition uh, it gives you a much uh, much more interesting perspective on uh, exactly what's going on uh, in Dragon definitely Age the, yeah that thing that I probably shouldn't talk about yes <laughs> no, the thing that you shouldn't talk about that's totally interesting so yes pick yes. up a copy of uh, Patrick's book if you if you haven't already pick up 12 actually you should do that
2: and well, and, yes, and the, the name of the book we actually obligated in multiple ways to support that it's called the, um, I almost said the wrong book <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Masked Empire there you go. from Tor Books <laughs>
1: yes. well uh, thank you everybody for listening and thank you again Karen and um, Joe and Christine and Tash, as always, it's good to have you guys here and we'll see you next time.